Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome into a Thursday episode of the Best Bet Show, started by Field of 68, all made possible by Bet Rivers, our fine sponsor, Matthew Cox, running host today, Mr. McKeon, with his blurred background as he comes from the road again, his world tour of college uh-huh. campuses, Jim, uh, back in his command center as well. Kai, go to you first. What do you see up close and personal at Missoura? Missoura yes. Arena. Yes. M-I-Z, baby. What a game. Fantastic. Tiger fans had a good showing, student section especially. The students were out in full force, full, full, full force. Very proud of them. Uh, good to see my alma mater with a packed house once again. Uh, I know it wasn't like that for several years after we graduated, Jim, but we're back. I'm proud of my Tigers for fighting their way back. They were down 10 with like five to go. Not a good situation. Got a little nervous, but we dug deep. We showed some energy, got back. And now Arkansas Jim is one in five in the SEC, tied for dead last. And I'm laughing. I'm laughing at the hogs. Ha, 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 ha. That's hey, my takeaway. Smart, smart to beat them before they do their inevitable win 10 straight games thing yes, and become yes. like a top <laughs> six seed in the tournament and go to the Elite Eight, etc. cetera. Uh, glad we got that W. Pretty huge with Bama, Iowa State on the mm-hmm. horizon here. Um, my takeaway is I'm throwing the baby out with the bathwater on UConn. I just don't think they're good. Uh, I think something is broken with them. They cannot create quality shots. They don't have a, an it factor late in games now, like blowing leads. They were up 17 against Seton Hall. What are you doing? Yeah. And I'm losing that game. Lose on not getting a defensive rebound. Matt, we talked about how they should own the paint. And to lose on a defensive, uh, not getting a defensive rebound kind of sums up the fact that maybe they're not even good at what they're good at anymore. So no, no thanks to them. Marquette now favored or projected by Ken Palm to win the Big East outright. Was Xavier losing it to Paul? How about that? Uh, and Florida shot two for 26 from the field and a half. Two for 26. That is disgusting. <laughs> covered. Covered, Jimbo. Great teams cover. Yeah. Yeah. Great teams cover. Um, I'm a little mad at my Sooners. Really, really poor collapse against Oklahoma State. We saw them also melt against Villanova earlier in the year. Like It's a team that doesn't have a ton of talent. It's a team that probably could be in the tournament picture if they had won two or three of those close ones. But now they're sitting at two and four. 11 and seven from a betting perspective. Um, I, I had a real reckoning with this team. I think I've had a little bit overrated based on how feisty they were early on in the year. Talent just isn't there. And when they're not executing, they can go cold and it can get really droughty. That's a word. It's not, but it is in this case very quickly. So um, frustrating Kai. So yeah, I will uh, round it out with our, uh, with a, a whiny takeaway, but let's talk tonight action. Uh, heavy big 10 to start us off. Mr. McKean going to you. Uh, Michigan State hosting Rutgers mm-hmm. up in East Lansing. 
Line sitting at three. Pretty much everywhere right now opened at two yeah. and a half. Rutgers is awesome. We know that they played much better away from home this season. They're a pretty complete team. Michigan State trending up. Malik callback, steady point guard play. What gives tonight? It's interesting that we know Malik Hall's out, and yet Sparty still took money, right? Up to three. Um, they did compete with Purdue without Hall, but man, I still think they're a notch below without him in the lineup. There are other results with him out. Not good. And this Rutgers team, Matt, you said it. They're really good. They're five and two in the Big Ten, fully capable of winning this game outright. Their defense is so, so tough. Number one in the Big Ten, number one turnover rate in the Big Ten, number one two point field goal percentage defense in the Big Ten. They're going to force Sparty to take jump shots. And that's frankly how you beat Sparty. Sparty's not really a jump shooting team. The talent here is basically on par. And I'd probably argue Rutgers' top three is better th- than Michigan State. So, I actually lean the Knights here on the road at plus three, Jim. Uh, again, surprise, Sparty took some money. Yeah, this is the 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 cutout or the blueprint from last night of Mizzou winning at home, West Virginia winning at home, the unranked home favorite against the ranked road dog. Some people love to dial in on that. I don't know how much it actually means. Uh, lines are lines for a reason. It's not some conspiracy against ranked teams. The AP poll doesn't actually matter or have predictive value. Right. Um, yeah, Malik Hall being out matters a lot. I think Michigan State's just not quite as good. I know they snuck in the number against Purdue, but that was a hype home spot uh, against the number one team in the country or number two. Yeah, I guess they're playing a ranked team here. You probably get a, another good home crowd, but Rutgers is just a different beast. Izzo's only three and six against the spread against Peichel. Uh I think Rutgers' physicality yeah. gives them a little bit of problem and three. not having Hall to stretch the floor a little mm-hmm. bit really hurts the matchup. So I also lean towards Rutgers, but Matt, uh, I did not bet this. Yeah, I think the coach head-to-head stat there is real. Just the the, the style of the MO of, of Pykele and his teams historically, and obviously this year is just a better version of what he's usually had, I think matches up with, with Sparty. Um, yeah, Hall came back. Michigan State covered, I believe, four in a row. Gets hurt again against Illinois. Should have covered that game, just a late collapse. And then last game against Purdue, held up. But I think that was a good spot. Maybe this is the game that they really, really feel his absence uh, as they did for that three-week or, I guess, a month stretch that he was out from uh, late November through December. Something to keep an eye on there. Standing Big Tech Country, Jimbo, Illinois hosting Indiana. Line open at seven. I believe Indiana took a little bit of money, took it down to six and a half. Um, I think the story here is Illinois is, is all the way back. And I think we pretty much believe that. But what is Indiana at this juncture, right? Kind of a uh, identity crisis on the go with the absence of Race Thompson, absence of Xavier Johnson. Defensively, they looked a little bit shaky. Uh, offensively, still trying to kind of sort out how they play with this more space-induced offense. Does that kind of hurt them tonight in this spot at Illinois? Yeah, I I think these teams are going in drastically different directions right now. Illinois looks like they're taking off to the moon without Clark. They look every bit like a true contender. I know they had that lull in the schedule where they played terrible, but it seems like they've figured things out. The chemistry's back, the pecking order, and the offense is a lot better. Uh, And then Indiana, yeah, without XJ, without race, they they struggle to create shots. They struggle to defend. Are they a too big team with Renew? Are they a small ball team with Geronimo? I don't think they know. So this felt high, just like gut check, look at it. But given the trajectory of the teams, it actually kind of makes sense to me. Uh, I, I'm staying away. It feels like Illinois or nothing. I don't want to back Indiana right now. Yeah, I'm in the building, guys. I'm, I'm going to be in uh, the real Assembly Hall. Ooh, shots fired at no, Matthew it's, Cox. It's stop. the Battle of Assembly Hall here. It's the State Farm Center, a beautiful arena. That's right. I'm going to Champaign. I'm leaving here pretty soon after the show. Uh, that means I'm taking them as my best bet here, guys. Illinois won I like four this. straight. 
four straight since Clark left the team. 4-0 against the spread as well. Indiana, they just scored a big win over Wisconsin, but it was a shorthand Wisconsin team. They're still hurting. Thompson and Johnson being out have been huge for them. I think Illinois keeps rolling. I think Danger can at least put up a presence against TJD. And then, and then, yeah, Illinois can go small and bother them as well uh, on the other end. There's length on both sides. Illinois just looks like the much better team right now. Illinois minus six and a half is my best bet. Also, I've no Kai is 2-0 writing home teams in which he is I'm in not person. So, right. not gonna, well, let's make it a three for three sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, a quick deep cut. My buddy Mitch, looking at some of the prop markets, called out that the over-under on TJD's rebound Total has been like very, very low the last few games, just not catching up to the fact that he gets like every rebound under the sun without Ray Thompson in there. So just a little bit of a niche market for you gentlemen and women to 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 take out there. Um, but yeah, I don't have any other. I think the number is actually pretty accurate, given how all these teams are playing um, conversely on both sides. So no play for me. Jim, we're going to head east for another Big Ten tilt. Revenge will be on the mind of the host, Maryland Terrapins, as they welcome Michigan to College Park, who beat them by what was 150, 151. I don't have the exact tally here. Math is difficult. <laughs> However, to exact such revenge, they will have to do so without the services of Dante Scott, who I believe is confirmed out for tonight. Is that correct? Um, no, he's, among, I, I think he's in limited minutes. Like he's been but, ill, but hampered. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Yeah, see, that buzzword of illness flu gives me worry that others might be affected. We know a couple of those are already out off the bench for the Terps. I wanted to back him here, Jim. Just can't do it with that kind of background worry uh, permeating. Yeah. I, I think the game against Michigan on New Year's, you can throw out a little bit. New Year's Day, it's just one of those everything that could go wrong did. They were, I mean, down by 100 immediately, could not score offensively. It, it was a disaster. I think you get a much better home effort here. Like, uh, hey, we've got to prove that that was a little bit fluky. I don't think it's some Michigan completely owns them on a matchup level. But yeah, the the potential illness stuff scares me. Emilien also probably out uh, back up forward. Depth is really going to be thin up front. Uh, if Julian Reese gets in foul trouble, then yeah. Michigan could just have an absolute party in the paint. So yeah, um, as much as I think Maryland stands up better here, uh, short home favorite. I just am spooked to back it, Kai. There's there's too many things working against it. Yeah, I'm worried about the Scott flu news. Um, that's huge, especially with a million out. I think Dickinson pretty much eats them. He had 32 in the first matchup. And yeah, Matt, they were up by as many as 38. Michigan was against Maryland in, in, in game one. Just trounced them. It wasn't even close. Now you can argue that's good for Maryland in this game. They certainly have revenge on their mind. They're, they're no doubt looking to prove that game was a fluke. Um, but I kind of lean the Wolverines here. They are one and two against the spread on the road in true road games this season in the Big Ten. However, they could easily be three and zero. That Michigan State game they were winning, the Iowa game went to overtime. It's almost a little fool's gold that their record right now. And I, I think Michigan's actually a better team. They're giving credit for. I lean their way tonight. I agree. Um, again, I was hoping to maybe back Maryland on the spot, but just like thinking about the form that Michigan has been in recently. Um, with the only losses being at Michigan State, very excusable, didn't shoot well uh, in overtime at Iowa, which they lost by nine. So you kind of get a little extra bonus point of value because that's reflected as a nine point loss in the uh, the analytic rankings. But really, it was basically a, a tie again. They probably should have won um, and then played a very hot Northwestern team. I just like the Michigan team. I'm with you guys. I just uh, I worry about that revenge angle, especially in Big Ten play. All right, last game here, kind of an off-the-wall inclusion before we go to chat mob round one, Jimbo. Going west, UC Irvine hosting my bows of Hawaii, who have taken a boatload 
of money, presumably on the assumption that uh, Ben Lukten, he's out. Kai, he's, he's out, out for weeks. It's out, yeah, it's like out for extended. a while. Yep. So part of me is like, well, maybe the money's not tied to that, as I assume that would have been already baked into the opener. But open at four and a half down to two and a half. I don't know how UC Irvine competes inside against Hawaii's front line without him. And I, I kind of like Irvine. I think it's a little low, even without it him. It seems low. Um, I agree. I still think they're a little bit better. Uh, Hawaii's had injury issues of their own. They're not some like fully healthy juggernaut. Um, it, it, Irvine has shot the ball much better, which is really important against uh, Hawaii. They're kind of... I think Jordan Majeski also compare, compares them to St. Mary's and that they force you into difficult jumpers. But Irvine's hit difficult jumpers all year. Um, it, it does scare me. You know, Lukten Kai per hoop explorer. They're 10 points better per 100 mm-hmm. possessions with him on the floor. He is legitimately good. Um, even their backups don't quite measure up to his ability. So sort of staying away, thinking about Irvine if it gets down lower. Um, but again, I, I don't have a lot of uh, feel for the top half of this outline. Yeah, this is a sort of a battle for the top of Big West, right? Both teams five and one in league play. Both teams look really good, but Hawaii, their last win at UC Irvine was 2018. They don't really do well here uh, in this spot at Irvine. They do have the pieces to compete, uh, in my opinion. And with Flickton out, I, I definitely think um, it favors them, obviously. But two and a half, man, that's low. Hawaii's game is defense, number one defense in the Big West. But Irvine's offense has been awesome. Uh, number one offense on the other end. I don't see how the, the Bows score easily. They, they frankly don't score easily in any of their games. They play ugly. They score ugly. It's free throws. It's offensive glass. I respect the Bows, but two and a half feels pretty short. Historically, just not a good place for them. Yeah, over under 133. Man, I like the under there. I really do. I think this game gets ugly. Um, but yeah, no. Typical uh, no Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, just that's what Hawaii does. Um, they just don't have shot makers. They like need like Hepa to make shots and or Coleman, but those guys are guardable if you have lead defenders, which UCSB certainly does. Um, all right, chat mob round one, Jimbo. Let's go. Or Kai, excuse me. No, Jim's doing it. Yeah, Kai's I on vacation it. technically. Should UCSB there? <laughs> Hawaii's playing Irvine. Oh, just... Irvine. Thank you. Irvine. Yeah, Irvine. Yeah. Irvine. My fault. Uh, lots of questions rolling in. My goodness, this is going to be a marathon chat section. A uh, couple questions on totals in the OVC, Matt. UT Martin, Simo. Yeah. Up to 157. Jay Letterman wondering if it's just ride it anyways. Is this going to be a total shootout? Yes. Uh, again, two teams that ski pretty hard over pinned against each other, especially in this conference. Yeah, I, I like to think that's a good over. UT Martin probably uh, presses a little bit here too uh, if you need like another pace booster. So yeah, I guess I like over. Uh, you get uh, USI and Lindenwood, two newcomers Oof. to Division One. It's at Lindenwood. Total is 145. The Tooch wondering if you like the over. I guess I lean over. Both teams can score. Uh, I'm not sure the pace is going to be super fast or anything like that, but yeah, lean towards the over. Kevin Caldwell should be playing for Lyndon Wood. He's the only guy that's kind of been in and out of the lineup. Yep. Uh, across the board here, guys, is San Diego, Portland, an auto over? Or San, is San Diego just an auto over team right now? Certainly seems like it. I feel like Lavin just is fully on board with the, I'm trying to create an NBA thing here, which... Like, I want my scores to look like NBA scores. Um, I, every time I look at this box score, it's just like, wow, they get 85 to that team? They play no defense. They can score it well. Yeah, I like over. Yeah, no defense at all. Kai, a son from Pat Taylor. Kennesaw at Stetson. Ooh-hoo. Really big one here in the league, trying to keep up with Liberty. <clears throat> Stetson is a one-point favorite at home. What do you got? Man, I wanted to be on my house. I wanted to be on Kennesaw, but the market opened it too low. They pushed it even farther. I got to stay away. It's unfortunate. These teams have been uh, great. Stetson has some matchup advantages against Kennesaw, so I, I, I stayed away. 
All right, Matt, out west, BYU at Santa Clara. Santa Clara, a two-and-a-half-point home favorite against the Cougars, who are improving. Uh, does does Brandon Pajimski and the Bronx roll? Uh, what is his status today? I thought he was dicey. Um, it's been bet up to three. I guess people are betting that he's in if that's part of that money. Slozinski? Uh, Pajimski. Pajimski. Oh, Pajimski. Pajimski. Sorry. Uh, at three, I like BYU. I think that's a good time to come in and counter punch with the Cougars. Um, I know Claire has been f- fantastic, but I still think that's a better uh, value, certainly on the road team there. Yeah. And you know, if there's even a 10% chance he doesn't play again, that team mm-hmm. is just a different squad without him in the lineup. Uh, Kai, to the horizon, Oakland, 11 and a half point favorite at IUPUI. Is that low? IUPUI is pretty bad. Jalen Counter's been banged up. Does Oakland role in that one yeah i think so uh fading iupui though it's kind of frustrating sometimes they get they can get some back doors uh they're still way 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 the worst team in this league uh arguably the worst team in the country and oakland can certainly put up points so i lean their way at 12 at bet rivers yeah got need to be able to outscore them i think that's important yep. surprisingly cleveland state did but yep uh, yeah all right matt in the summit oral roberts seven point favorite at north dakota state does Royal Bob keep rolling to this monster summit title by multiple games, or are they actually going to get a fight here? Well, I mean, the Bison have won, what, that four in a row? Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of impressive road wins at Denver by 20 and at Omaha by 13, two places that are tough to win. I kind of think NDSU is starting to be a little bit of a buy low. Their bigs are legit. They're getting healthier, and their young mm-hmm. backcourt's getting better. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fade RU, but I think this is probably a good spot and a good team to do it with. Yeah, the the depths of draft draft Twitter have discovered Grant Nelson, and they're like, some people are putting him in the first round. I'm like, all right, Grant, Grant Nelson's a nice big. I don't know if he's a first round NBA draft. Pick, he, like but. the defensive specialist type piece. Yeah, he's a great defender. So I guess I could see that. But but he's not. Yeah, he's not like a NBA player. I don't know. Number one. Yeah, first round pick for that guy. That's wild. Uh, Kai in the AAC, Wichita State at Memphis Tigers lay in ten at home. What do you think? Memphis laying 10, man, feels high, doesn't it? Uh, I don't really trust <laughs> this Wichita team at all, especially away from the roundhouse. Though they have one on the road. I've given some credit. I was on them against South Florida, I think. Um, stay away from me. Full stay away. Line's fair. I will fully admit to the chat mob, I am buried under questions. I'm not going to be able to keep up with all these. I'm trying. They're <laughs> okay. rolling Let's in. Go. Uh, Matt, Aaron Marshall, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, 11 and a half point favorites at Lamar. Lamar stinks. Christie is good. That's kind of what it is to me here. Yep, uh, but Lamar took money or interesting. So yeah, I guess you want to buy if you want to back Corvus Christian. Now it's time to do it. I I definitely lean your way. Uh, Kai, uh, I guess I'll take this one. Someone asked me specifically. James Madison at Troy. Jordan Majeski likes the under. I don't. I kind of like the over. Um, Troy is capable of slowing games down and, and making it a little bit more of a battle. But my the way I do totals, it lean towards the over. So unfortunately, I cannot side with Mr. Majeski there. Uh, Kai, Matt Balte, Portland State at mm. Weber State, four and a half point spread here. Weber, yeah. uh, four and a half point home favorite at the D. I got nothing in this game. Uh, Weber State has come back down to earth a little bit from its meteoric rise after it started pretty slow. Yeah. Uh, having said that, Portland State's pretty scrappy, man. They can stay in any game. They can also blow any game, as Portland State backers have seen this season. Uh, four and a half seems right. I got nothing. All right, Matthew, uh, we'll do two more here. Ryan A's two pack, and then we'll go back to the outline. Uh, Horizon, Wright State, minus four against Purdue, Fort Wayne. Man, Fort Wayne has been kind of poor so far this year. Wright State, 
maybe climbing back in. They're talented, but they haven't been that great either. Fort Wayne was awesome kind of up until beginning of conference play. Then I think the familiarity is starting to catch up with them. One of those really, really old teams, I wonder, is going to run out of steam. Um, that said, I think minus four with this right state team is a little too high. I- I'm not going to lay that much. All right, then you get UC San Diego at Cal Poly. UC San Diego is once again a three-point underdog. Four straight games where at least yeah. at some point that has been the line. They're 0-3 against the spread in all three of those games. Does that continue? Uh, I don't know. I'm not taking them. Cal Poly has been terrible too, so can't really lay points with them. Uh, UC San Diego is on the no-bet list forever after that collapse. No thanks. <laughs> yep, and they've done it multiple times since then, so it, it's just clear. Do not bet that mark. game. Do not bet um, that game. I, I think Jordan Majeski is also pointing this out. UC San Diego is horrific in the second half, so maybe yeah. if they're up, then you take the other team's second half. Take Poly. All right, back to the outline, Matt. I will continue trying to herd all of these questions. Let's do it. Heading west, Kai. Pac-12 country. We got three, and then we got mm-hmm. one more mid-major again to finish us off. Arizona State hosting UCLA. Does the curtain of distraction mess with the minds of those UCLA Bruins? Me thinks no. UCLA is on an absolute roll right now, yeah. and that's coming from someone who is a uh, you know historically UCLA skeptic. But I'm all the way in on this UCLA. Team. I think they got it going, and I'm not going to fade them. I saw five points, and I said, "Wow, feels low to me." Uh, but can't count out the Devils. Um, UCLA hasn't lost since November 20th. They're seven and zero in the Pac-12, but. They're only four and three against the spread in conference play. They're mortal from an ATS perspective. The great equalizer, the spread. We love it. It's what we do. Uh, Arizona State also pretty much on a roll since their two game losing skid. Uh, they look pretty solid with a, uh, with a from a tournament perspective. Their resume, a win here, I think solidifies their their berth. It's a hard matchup though. You can't really turn UCLA over. UCLA has a major advantage on the offensive glass. The curtain distraction gym is their only hope. I'm staying fully away on this one. I got nothing either way. Yeah, and Mari Bailey's probably back. Maybe. I don't know. He's been limited in practice, but limited sounded like only shooting. So maybe he's not back. Like he hasn't been playing five on five. Uh, sneaky fact here. It w- would it surprise you guys if I told you Arizona State, seven of their last eight games have gone over? They've been kind of an over machine lately. A little bit, uh, yes. We, we think of them as, as a defensive juggernaut, but that's that's been the case. However, UCLA is playing super slowly in league play, which makes me hesitate to, to hop on that trend. Uh, not a lot of uh, take on the side here, Matt. I do think UCLA is going to get some fights in league play. They're they're kind of the king of the, the mountain yeah. right now yep. uh, with Arizona taking some losses. But I think Arizona State gives them a good punch and potential. Uh, we'll say this again for Arizona, but UCLA might be looking ahead to Arizona here. Yeah, good point on the spot. The one precedent you might look to is UCLA going to Washington State, their first road game packed fall play. A similar team to Arizona State with that size and physicality up front. UCLA did not score well inside the arc in that. You could see Arizona State creating the same types of uh, of, mat- of matchup issues there. So maybe some maybe a matchup uh, you know value point there for the Sun Devils. But like Kai said, I kind of thought it was too low in the opener. So conflicting forces equals no bet. Jim, going to you for this next one. Utah hosting Washington State. Two teams with prolific size, great coaches. Um, yeah, I like both these teams too much. And this is always uh, going to be a stay away from me when I got Craig Smith going against Kyle Smith, data rate versus, uh, versus Craig. What do you think? What do you like here? Uh, I gave out Utah on, on a different show this morning. Um, I, I think they're slightly better to me and they're at home at altitude. So three points seems like a bit of a bargain for me. I would make it closer to five, five and a half. 
Uh, it, it's just, I don't know. Washington State can shoot, but I don't know if they can create good shots against this Utah defense. That's more of the concern for me. I think they can go over the top, but I don't know if those are going to be quality shots. Carlson's going to dominate the paint. Utah can also shoot a little bit. I, I think they're a pretty strong home team. They already beat Arizona here. Uh, I wouldn't expect any sort of look ahead for them with with the next game on the schedule there. So, yeah, Kai, I, I, I like Utah. Yeah, I felt low at the open. Uh, Utah took some money. I was going to be on them, but Wazoo, man, they've been, they've been clicking lately. Um, and recently, I think they've been handling Utah. The Craig Smith versus Kyle Smith matchups have gone Kyle's way. Now, Utah has is a much better team this season for sure. Um, but they've lost three straight. They're on a downswing. Part of that's Carlson being in and out of the lineup. On the other end, Washington State, TJ Bamba's been out of the lineup. I don't know his status tonight. He's huge for them. Likely out. Likely, Likely out. out. We're seeing a brace yesterday. I'm with he's, you, Kai. I think he's, he's like enormous. the one guy that creates. That creates. Yep. Agree. Yeah. And, and Wazoo's guard play advantage goes away with him out of the lineup. Uh, he really is one of the only guys that can create. Gee's probably the best player in this game. He's been excellent this season. Uh, him versus Carlson. That's going to be a fun matchup. I got nothing. I lean towards Utah, especially if you, if Bamba is out. But I, I did stay away, um, unfortunately, Matthew. Yep, I lean Utah, I suppose. I actually like the under the most here. God, I can't believe they played a 53 possession last game against Stanford, did the Cougars. Um, yeah, I think Bamba really cripples that offense. It's kind of a lot of, hey, Justin Powell and Jay Mullins, maybe get it open for a screen and then maybe we can get it inside to Gee. There's just no fluidity to the offense without Bamba. I think he's the only explosive dynamic creator. But we move along. Staying in Pac-12 country, Jim, Arizona hosting USC. Pounded were the Wildcats on the opener. It opened at six and a half. It's up to eight. Now, I think I saw eight and a half, nine at one spot, but it's basically eight painted. Um, I, I kind of think these teams are trending in a little bit different directions right now. I actually lean USC at eight. Am I crazy? Eight feels high. Yeah, I, I, I had yeah. seen six, six and a half. I hadn't looked at the updated number, and so I was leaning Arizona. Eight's a little much. Uh, last year, Arizona won by 20 and nine. The 9.1 was fresh off of beating UCLA at home. This like absolute home run program defining like we're back type of home performance on a Thursday and then maybe kind of sleepier on a Saturday. I think maybe the 20.1 is a little more indicative, uh, but they haven't been sharp lately. It's hard to sit here and, yeah. and tout what Arizona has been doing in, in Pac-12 play. So with it at eight, Kai, it's it, it's a stay away. I took the cats at seven. It felt high then. It still does, but. I just think they're so superior to this USC team. There's some weird results for sure. Some non covers lately, but there's still tons of talent and it out talents. You see USC. It's an excellent coach. One that I like a lot better than USC's coach. Their defense has let them down in the PAC 12 play, but also their outside shooting has let them down. Man, they're 26% from three in PAC 12 play. That's not indicative of how this team shoots. They have better shooters. They're due for an offensive explosion. You just have to keep USC off the glass. Theoretically, you can do that with Ballo and Tubelis. Numbers do not really support they can, but I think they I think they get up here, have that in the game plan of, hey, you got to keep USC off the glass. That's the way you beat them. And again, their offense due for an explosion. I do lean towards the Cats, even though the number's pretty high. Uh, I don't know if I'm in agreement on the offense. Do I, the guard play really has bothered me from Arizona the last few games. Um, I, I just think they, they have issues that we thought preseason were going to manifest. And I think Courtney Ramey came in and, and sort of masked that for a while, but, but without steady, consistent guard play, I mean, look at Kirk Chris's shooting percentage just the last few games, really ghastly. 
Um, yeah, their outside shooting's been terrible. And I think horrible. it's due for due for some improvement. I just don't think they get good quality shots because they can't break anyone down. It's similar to the issues that Washington State has without Bamba. It's just very reliant on interior scoring. There's no balance on the outside. But hey, Tommy Lloyd's a stud. I think he'll get it figured out. Just think eight is too many tonight. Uh, last game here. Back to the East Coast. Kai Hofstra hosting UNC Wilmington. Wilmington catching three and a half. That was my first mm-hmm. reaction. Seemed like mm-hmm. a lot for a team I think who is... I mean, gun to my head, I'd probably lean Wilmington as the better team. Uh, it's a tough spot. I know they have Sky Phillips back in the lineup. I think he matters quite a bit. You look at the last or those two games where Wilmington sort of took a step back. It coincided with him being out of the lineup. I think him back in matters. All that adds up to a hard, pretty hard Wilmington lean for me. Yeah, they've been mortal last couple of games, right? After that Charleston cover, they lost to William and Mary. They didn't cover it against Elon. Single digits, that's scary. But injuries have been a huge part of that. You mentioned Phillips. He's been basically out the last two games, but also Noah Ross and Harvey have missed the last one. Uh, that that's huge. That's two start, basically three starters or, or starter caliber players being out for them. Their their results pr- can probably explain partially by that. Hofstra's looking also for a major bounce back here. They just got pounded at Towson. Have to think they're looking for a bounce back. I don't know UNCW's players' statuses, so even though plus three and a half looks pretty attractive, they're a dog in conference play. Love them as a dog. I have to stay away. I'm not sure they can stay in front of Estrada. Um, I, I stay away here, Jim. Yeah, Hofstra just played a horrific game at Towson. Like, got blown out by 20. I think maybe we get a better effort from them here back home. Uh, Wilmington did go 2-0 against the spread last year, covering by over seven a game. That was uh, Claxton's first year at Hofstra. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something to that. But the thing I keep coming back to, Kai, like you said, the injuries. I think Noah Ross is like mega important for a yeah. team that can't shoot uh, on off per hoop explorer has them 20 points better per 100 possessions when he plays wow. they just don't have other shooters besides him harden hayes is more of like a stretch four. you need some of that wing spacing and without him they have almost none of it so i actually despite the size of the number it, it, knocking a little bit for these injuries i would end up leaning towards hostra matthew interesting uh, well i mean you know Wilmington is not the same team away from Trask, but uh, I think they compete here tonight against the uh, the class of the Colonial. Jim, chat about round two. I'm sure there's a million questions. I will give you ample time to run through them. Yeah, uh, we might have the, the full alphabet here per my little rundown, so got to run through them quick. Uh, Taylor Bergfeld wants us to talk him out of his Northern Kentucky Norse minus four at home against Cleveland State. I won't do it. I, I kind of like Northern Kentucky there. I think I do too. I don't know. It's a weird matchup. Cleveland yeah. State's been good. Uh, Kai in the whack. Stephen F. Austin is a five-point dog at Sam Houston. Yep. It's obviously much lower than where Ken Palm has it because Stephen F. Austin is healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how, do you, how do you see it? Yeah, I'm mad at the market, Jim. They're smart. They're smart. They took this one down from seven, which was nuts. Uh, Sam Houston State's really good, and they can absolutely turn Stephen F. Austin over, but I do think this F- SFA team is still undervalued uh, due to all the injuries they faced early on in the season. And I lean their way at plus five, plus five and a half here. All right, Matt, how about Rice at North Texas? Ray Reyes asked about uh, North Texas lane, 11 and a half. This line did some yo-yoing. I saw it as low as nine, nine and a half yesterday. Saw it as high as 12. Seems like a bit of a tug of war. Uh, also, the total uh, 130, he, he was mentioning, like, Rice hasn't gone under that in, like, any game this year. They're a high-scoring team. Any take side or total? Uh, I thought it was high. I think a lot of people probably looked at that and thought it was high, but look at North Texas history against Rice. Like, I think they just own this matchup. So um, I, something about that just made me stay away. So not going to not gonna lay it with Rice or take it with Rice, I should say. 
I, I believe Matt called Hofstra the class of the colonial, but truly the class of the colonial is Charleston, Kai. And they are a 21 point oh, favorite at Monmouth. Uh, Monmouth is awful. I, this feels like a just total boat racing, but it's 21 yep. too high to actually lay it. I don't think so. I laid it. Go Charleston. Uh, theoretically, Jim, Monmouth should score around 40 and Charleston can name its number. So I, I took the uh, the Cougars. Yeah, God, Monmouth is real bad. Um, another one from Ray, Queens minus one at North Florida. Kyle, I'll go right back to you because it is an ASUN question. You are my specialist there. Mm, mm. I've been really disappointed in North Florida this year. Me too. Queens kind of rules, so I, I'm with him. I, yeah, Queens favorite on the road at North Florida. That that would have been insane preseason. It's right this, this year. Um, I'm not fading Queens ever again. And North Florida, like you said, Major, major disappointment this season, despite everybody back from last year. Uh, Matthew in the horizon, Milwaukee, another one of the surprises. They stole Queens coach Bart Lundy and have had a lot of success with it. They're four and a half point home favorites to Robert Morris. This has been bet down a hair. I sort of agreed with that. What say you? Yeah, I did too. But again, I, I Milwaukee number is always like a point or two shy. I just haven't been able to catch up with them. So I need like more of a delta from my price to this one. Um, I think I'd like Robert Morris if it were safely at five or above. But at this point, it's pretty much four and a half. So pass for me. All right, Kai in the whack. New Mexico State, they've been real bad. Uh, they are six point six and a half in some places. Dogs at Southern Utah. Man. I'm kind of just like done with New Mexico State and saying Southern Utah has been yep. good. New Mexico State hasn't go that way agreed and it's a tough place to play so uh, even though the number in my opinion is high I, I stayed away and i would even lean towards suu at this point yep agreed uh matt purdue 13 and a half point favorites at the barn against minnesota jameson battle had a back thing last game we don't know if he's going to be playing or 100 percent. does that mean the boilers just roll if Battle is in and great. I love Minnesota. If he's not, then I don't. I think he's that important. Like this whole offense resurgence is basically tied to him being healthy and effective. So I don't like that he's now dealing with these setbacks. So I'm a little bit weary about back in my gophers. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I think he's really important. I don't know if Purdue's going to be blowing a lot of teams out on the road. Look what happened. I agree. Nebraska. I think Purdue's getting overpriced by these large numbers in conference, just in general. So yep. agreed. I think they're going to win a lot of games still, but these are these are high numbers. Uh, Kai from Daniel Cotty, Charlotte at Middle Tennessee, big CUSA battle here. Middle Tennessee, two and a half point home favorites against the 49ers who have been pretty fantastic. Took a little money, I think, Middle Tennessee, and I almost did as well. And then I remember, wait a second, Kai, didn't you bet Middle Tennessee earlier this season against Charlotte? And how did that go? Well, Middle Tennessee was up with like 11 minutes to play and lost by like 20. So I said, no, thanks. No, thanks. Goodbye. I forgot. I'm never betting on Middle Tennessee again, Jim. They're my whack-a-mole team. Uh, stayed fully away. The old no bet list. Oh, yeah. No bet list. Uh, Matt, a team we do like betting. SIU Edwardsville. Eight and a half point home favorites against Moorhead. This is kind of the seize control of the league game. Are they going to do it? Are they going to take care of business? Yeah, I think they do. I mean, the opener of 10 was insane. Got that down to eight. Now I'm like, okay, you can maybe entice me on, on SIUE. It's just they're so good. So quickly out of nowhere, the prices are starting to get a little bit inflated. I also probably have more head overrated in my uh, my power ratings too. So that's probably contributing mm-hmm. to me staying on the sidelines. I need to make an adjustment. They've not been very good. Uh, Kai Towson, minus six at North Carolina A&T. Tiger starting to show some life. Cam Holden back in after his yeah. little mini suspension. Yeah. NCA and t kind of a hard team to figure out what you got. It's another line that just got away. Uh, man, the, the, a lot of teams got hit hard overnight uh, today. Towson was one of them. 
I, I really liked them at the opener. Was hoping it would last. It did not. Six points. Can't bet it. Quit hitting overnights, people. Just wait. Let's all wait till the morning. Yeah. Let's all wait together. So I'll hold hands and wait together. It's not, not fun for, for the for the boys that get down money. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, mm. All right, Matt. Are you going to bankrupt your bookie with UTSA plus 16 hosting Florida Atlantic? Do we get maybe a sleepy effort from the Owls given the run of games that they've had back to back to yeah. back to back here? Yeah, I kind of think so. Uh, I'm not going to fade FIU. I just have like a hard rule, Jim, like you do with the sheet of Dofe teams. But I, I think UTSA is a lot better than people think. I think they're um, they're fine. I'm not going to say they're good. They're fine. They're capable of staying inside this number. I definitely think that. Uh, okay, Kai, you get Youngstown State. 14 and a half point favorites on the road at Green Bay, who has been abysmal. Youngstown's offense is kind of nuclear. Uh, There's just a really good write-up about it in the Field of 68 newsletter. Check that out. Uh, They had an interview with Calhoun. Kyle, do you think the Penguins waddle all over Green Bay? Probably. I can't keep uh, keep up with Youngstown's rating. I always have their spreads favoring the other team, and I'm done with it. I'm done fading this team. Green Bay's not that good. That's why the spread's 14 and a half. Uh, I would certainly make it lower, but I'm not fading the Penguins. Nope. All right, Matt, from Ryan Smith, Bryant minus 12, home favorite against NJIT. Do the Bulldogs and their pace get a blowout here? I would lean that way. Um, NJIT has been weird. I would say mostly disappointing, but 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 weird. I think they have a little bit of upside, and I, I kind of like Kennedy as a coach. So I'm not in a rush to back Bryant, but I think I'd lean their way. Just way, way too much talent. Okay, Kai, the Riverside Davis is in is one of my well, considered it for a best bet. I'll field it then. Uh Riverside at UC Davis, Davis a four and a half point favorite. I like the under. Um uh, Zion Poland almost certainly still out. Uh he's got that high ankle sprain. It'd be shocking to see him come back. Riverside's played pretty slow without him. Don't have a lot of take on the side. Davis has been really erratic in games. Like they'll get up big and bowl a lead, or they'll have big comebacks, so maybe a live bet on side. But I do like the under there. I think Riverside slows this game without pulling in the lineup. Matt, West Coast, Loyal Marymount at Gonzaga. Do the Zags finally get the stomping? Uh, I guess they did it to Portland. Do they do it again here to Loyal Marymount? 16-point favorites. LMU's playing good. They have offensive firepower. I like the over better than the side. I I think both teams score with as little to no resistance tonight. I think LMU would hang around with Gonzaga if they had any sort of upfront presence, but I think Timmy gets his pretty easily. So, Kai, Florida Gulf Coast, what's what's going on with them? They've got some strange know. issues right now. <laughs> Matt's picked yeah. to win the A Sun a little bit ago, and now they're mm-hmm. really really struggling. Two straight yeah. twenty point. point losses. God, what the hell is that about? Yep. Now ten point home favorites against kind of crappy yeah. Jacksonville State. Is this the get right spot for Gulf Coast? Yeah, it could be. Uh, Jack State certainly hasn't been good at all this season. Again, another line preseason I would be laughing at and and putting 5 million units on Jacksonville State at plus 10. Nice. Come play. on, man. 10 points cannot be 10. But this year, Jacksonville State's been that bad. I'm staying away. They've given me enough heartache, Jim. Yeah, Gulf Coast has been a lot better at home. They have four yeah, non-covers in the league on the road. And then they, the last home game, they beat North Florida by 25. So I could see that being like the get right, blow somebody out type of game. Uh, Matt, another colonial game that's gotten hit really hard. Delaware... Uh, and Bill and Mary, it's been bet down from seven to five, presumably because of indications Jameer Nelson Jr. will not play again. I still kind of like Delaware laying that, though. What do you think? Yeah, I've been the biggest William and Mary fan all season. I just haven't bet them in the right spots. They've been backdoored against me when I've backed them, and then they put up monster efforts when I don't. So I've kind of put them 
to the side. I, I think five's a little bit too too low. I, I like seven. Five's too too low for me to back him again here. Uh, Kai in the summit. I'm not sure we'd expect preseason UMKC and their new cast of characters to be three point road favorites at North Dakota. I've actually lost a couple bets against North Dakota recently. They've been feistier than I expected. What do you think? Yeah, it seems silly that UMKC is minus three here, but UMKC's had some really strange results where they can literally beat teams by 20 or 30 in this conference and also lose. North Dakota has not won a game yet in the summit, perhaps extra motivation. I mean, talent-wise, they should be able to stick with them, uh, but I did not bet this game. My, my number did lead North Dakota. I just said no thanks. All right, Mateo, a team that is on my no-bet list would be Mercer. Uh, very frustrating squad. Five-and-a-half-point home favorites, or excuse me, road favorites at VMI. VMI is really bad. It's surprising to see a line this low against them. What say you? Yeah, I think that early money got this right. Mercer quickly pounded from three-and-a-half to five-and-a-half. I agree. I think I'd still lay it at five-and-a-half, to be honest. They're just too erratic. I don't trust them. Um, I know they've gotten healthier, but they should absolutely dominate inside. Like if they just focus on playing inside through their, their massive posts that they should score pretty easily at the rim. Yep. Uh, all right. Two from Ibrahim, one from Matt Akers. And I think we're through chat mob. Kai South Alabama at Southern Miss Southern Miss minus six favorite. Neftali Alvarez back today per Jeffrey Goodman. Does that help them? Does it kind of throw off some of the rotations? Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, good question. I, I thought the line was a little bit high, which is weird because I've been on Southern Miss like almost every single game. Uh, I do not want to fade my my lovely Golden Eagles, so I stayed away. Matt, here's a stinky number to me. Whether th- those exist or not, who knows? Stanford's laying 11 points to anybody? Home favorites against Oregon State? I like the Beavers, Jim. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, I, I don't get it. I think Oregon State mucks this up and Stanford like going to put a team away by 11 now. I like Oregon State. Don't overthink this one. Think small yeah. win big. Stanford, 11-point favorites. That's shocking. All right, Kai, last one. Team that we love this year, really, really have totally figured out. Marshall, minus five <laughs> at Texas State. Texas State, uh, a super injured team for most of the year, maybe getting a little healthier. Yep. What do you think in this one? Number leading Texas State said, nope, pass. Not fading Marshall anymore, Jim. Too much, uh, too many losers fading that team. Yeah, I my number said bet the over and Marshall totals specifically are on my no bet list because yeah. I just it seems like they should speed a team up. They can't and then yep. they get slowed down by other teams. So I, I haven't been able to figure that out. All right, that's it for chat mob. I guess I have to keep talking to start best bets. Uh all right. You do. My best bet is another under from the extra board, Texas AM Commerce, New Orleans under 146 and a half. If you dive into the commerce numbers, they have been like one of the 10 slowest teams in the country in league play. They have totally hit the brakes, trying to slow the games down. They've had a couple higher totals because they've gone to overtime twice. And fingers crossed, we avoid overtime tonight in a game that's relatively close to a pick But I think they are just trying to muck things up. They did this at the D2 level. I expected them to do it this year. They, they ran a little more in the non-conference, but in league play, they've really buckled down and become a crawling squad. So under 146 and a half there, I think they keep New Orleans out of transition. Kai, to you. Illinois minus six and a half. I am at the State Farm Center tonight. I'll be rooting on the Illini, trying to bring home a, a third straight Matthew ATS victory of games I'm at. Yes, I am worth four or five points to the line. Put that in your handicap. Matthew, you're up. What if my best bet? I already forgot it. Remind me. Some somebody was a pick'em, wasn't it? Uh, Northwestern State, Matthew. There you go. Northwestern State, thank you. The demons. 
down there in the bayou. I think it's insane if they're a pick against this uh, Seelaw team. I know those Western State's been not as dominant since they've gotten in conference play, but they played Nickel State twice. Uh, they've played a tough schedule in that league to start. I think they're going to start to revert back to their non-conference form and play up to their not power conference caliber level, but like mid-major power or mid-major caliber talent level. So give me the uh, the demons at a pick. Yeah, they beat TCU, right? That team's good. They beat TCU, they're good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Play well. Uh, I'm with you, Jen. they got to be motivated. I think tonight they are coming off the uh, the yeah. loss. All right, Matt, at the that, horn, thoughts on Seattle Tarleton. I saw it come in. You got to answer Way it. too you're, high. You're, Take you're the Seattle Texans, guy. right? Take the Texans seven. Yeah. I like, That's what I thought. I like. They got Corey Smith back. Still no Hicks, but they're, they're getting closer to full strength. Yeah, give us a vintage non-con stuck in mud Tarleton game. That's all you need there to, to sneak inside the touchdown. That's all we got today. We're back tomorrow. No, we are off tomorrow. We're back Saturday for the mega breakdown. That'll be coming live at 11.15 Eastern, 8.15 a.m. Pacific, 10.15 a.m. Central. Until then, good luck on your wagers and join us Saturday morning. Take care.